Come on. Life, but this is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Alexi Yovanov. Alexi, are you ready to do this? I am ready. I'm all in. How are you doing? Right. I am doing great. Let's go. Alexi is the co founder and chief operating officer of Sports Icon, their leading web three fan athlete um, interaction platform. They're working to connect fans with their favorite sporting heroes meaningfully through NFTs and building a marketplace and doing all kinds of really cool and exciting things in the world of NFTs. Lexi, excited to have you on. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work and why you do what you do. Wow, those are some, some, some huge questions just to kick off there. Let's go. <laughs> some big ones straight off. Um, so yeah, um, yeah. Hi, I'm, I'm Alexi, pleased to meet you. And um, yeah, a little bit about myself, really. Um, I've been working professionally in, in, in sports for about 12 years before founding Sports Icon, um, which was founded in 2020. Um, I am an, a FIFA-accredited FIFA match agent and have previously set up a, a different company. Um, and what that means, really, is that I have, a, I have a license from FIFA, which is very hard to acquire and jump through many hoops to, to get um, to work with federations, i.e. Uh, football federations, soccer, uh, and other soccer clubs as well, all around the world from every different continent. So um, I've spent the past 12 years uh, doing that, working on projects with football teams in, in Africa, in Asia, uh, over in the Americas, uh, in Europe. Um, so that's given me... Um, I followed my my love really. Uh, I have a background in computer science and neuroscience, but I love sports, and that's how I've ended up working in sport. That kind of follow your dream, follow your passions. Um, that was really the, the preeminent passion. Really was sport, and what I saw firsthand over that 10, 12 years was really the impact that sports has all around the world on all different populations, on a, you know different number of scales with different size communities. Uh, and that impact uh, is, is, you know, a large impact within all those communities. So um, I, yeah, so that's kind of a bit of a, a brief synopsis into my background. And Sports Icon was founded really with that thesis in mind of, of connecting fans and super fans with their sports heroes or their favourite sports clubs and trying to bring everyone closer and closer together, really, and giving access that wasn't really available before uh, to everyone around the world. So. Um, we have uh, sportsicon.com uh, is, is the top company. We've had a really successful uh, PFP project, which launched back in August last year, and that's the Sports Icon Lion Club. And that, again, is really kind of bringing together this global sports community to interact firsthand uh, with stars like uh, Ronaldinho and Floyd Mayweather. And the, the list goes on, really, in terms of the utility that we've offered, as well as in real life experiences at places like Madison Square Gardens and all this stuff is available to, to our community. Um, and then around the same point, probably a bit earlier last year, actually, we, we also decided to invest uh, fairly significantly in, in the metaverse space. Um, and if I'm, if I'm going on too much, feel free to jump in at any point and say, hey, good. take a breath, man, and I've got more questions to ask you. <laughs> um, so we, we, 
we were super keen and super interested in, in, in the metaverse space uh, and build, and extrapolating those communities from web two, you know, into web three, you know, as per our kind of NFT platform and our PFP project. Um, and we did a lot of research. We did a lot of thinking and we were thinking about, do we, do we buy some land in the central land or sandbox or something like that? But ultimately we decided that the best route to take would be to create our own metaverse. Um, and that was based on feedback from our community and from brands and IP that, that we've talked to and that I'm connected to. I think what Sandbox and Decentraland have done is absolutely incredible. They're absolutely amazing platforms, um, but I think we want to take it in a, in a slightly different direction. Exciting. That was one of the questions I, I had for you is, this world is just, it's opening up, it's expanding, it's expanding. Yeah. How do you choose what to devote your resources to and what to not? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that that is a, that is a good question. Um, and it's always, especially when you are one of the developers that we work with, um, he kind of, he likes to say, oh, you know, we're not working on the cutting edge of technology. We're ahead of that. We're working on the bleeding edge. We're working on the bleeding edge is his kind of favorite favorite phrase. Um, so um, yeah, there's always a lot of decisions to be made um, and some transitions to make here and there without a shadow of a doubt. So you make the decision, we're going to make our own thing. And so I'm curious to know if that's just a project that will last forever or, or, or if, there's, if there's actually an endpoint to it. And then what in your mind's eye or what would my experience to be will be when I enter into your metaverse? Yeah, well, I mean, yes. I think the, the question, first of all, will, will, it, will there be an endpoint to it or will it last forever? That's an easy one. It's, it's, going, it's going to last forever. That, that's, the, that's the theory behind it. Um, so what do you get? What is the experience? So I think I'll, I can probably start off by saying, well, what is, what is the experience now? And then what is actually the macro view? What's the big picture? What are we working towards here? So um, one of the things we wanted to do was um, when people buy land in metaverse spaces, they generally get an NFT with a coordinate on, and, you know, here's your plot of land and, there you go, done. And, and that's the end. Go and build something if you want, or just if that's it, you're done. So what we actually wanted to do is to be able to offer our users and our community something that is out of the box, that works already. So when people buy a plot of land in our metaverse, what you get is something which we have termed a fan cave. It's this high fidelity environment. Um, and I guess... I guess one of the things I could have mentioned earlier was that the team that we've assembled to build this metaverse space, we believe is truly world-class um, and that um, encompasses people that have spent 15 years uh, as vice president of research and development at NVIDIA. Um, and then the people below that really are uh, game developers from Epic Games from EA Sports from Sony. So, you know, we want to bring that that kind of feel to what we're creating here. Um, so, out of the box, you get this this fan cave. What can you do with this fan cave? You can bring other other friends into the fan cave. You can um, 
you can interact with people that you would normally interact with on Discord, for example. This can now happen in, 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 the, in the sports metaverse fan cave. And then there's also going to be, you know, mini games in there. You'll be able to interact with, with your friends in there. Uh, you'll also be able to stream live sports in, in the metaverse, um, which is pretty cool, I think. Uh, and so do the community. I mean, we've got, let's say, for example, we've got community members. Some of them are based in Jakarta and certainly quite friendly with the guys that are based in New York. And for those to be able to log on to this online space together, interact together and watch sports together in that same environment uh, is just it's so exciting for us um, and yeah I mean it looks I don't know if you've seen any of the pictures or, or the videos for it but we are very very excited by, by what we've created and then over and above that that kind of fan cave that you get we've got athletes in there uh, we've got people that are we've got IP rights holders in there uh, coming back to the, the athletes, we volumetrically captured Amanda Nunes, the UFC, best women pound-for-pound pound women's fighter of all time, the UFC. So Amanda has re... She's obviously going through training at the moment for her fight on, I'm just checking the date, in 31 days against Pena. Uh, so she she has been uh, recreating, or we've been recreating her gym for her in the space so people will be able to teleport from the fan cave into this Amanda Nunes experience and really interact with her uh, on quite a, a deep level. Um, she'll take you on a tour, hints and tips from her. There's mini games in there as well. And again, it's in this high fidelity uh, environment and people will have access to, you know, there's only one Amanda Nunes, but in the metaverse, you can have thousands and thousands of people interacting with that iteration of Amanda Nunes at the same time. So that's what's really exciting for us. What a, what a really cool thing that is to yeah. be able to recreate her training space and to have yeah. an interaction that, I mean, I, that's right there. I was expecting to hear things that I'd never thought of before. And that's certainly one of them. So what a unique experience to be able to, to check out how your favorite athlete really trains and what a day-to-day -day kind of what that routine looks like. Cause I know that we all think that it's incredible, but to actually see it, what a, what a cool thing. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. So that's a, that's a, a pretty neat thing. What are some of the other, um, things that, that you see either you're, you're developing or you say, you know what, I think this is going to be really cool that people really are going to enjoy. Yeah, I think, um, so zooming out a little bit, um, you know, we are in advanced conversations with some, with IP rights holders, a few of which include some of the, some of the biggest soccer clubs in the world. And this is not only specific for soccer clubs, uh, you know, we, we are having similar conversations across the pond on, on your side. Um, so, yeah, I think the, so just to kind of circle back to a conversation I had recently with one of the, well, the apps, definitely one of the top 10 biggest clubs over here in Europe. Um, and they were saying, well, you know, we're, we're building our new stadium because we want our fan base to, um, you know, to be able to come and, spend time around the stadium, even when it's not a game day, you know? So um, if there's shopping malls in there, there are, um, you know, coffee shops, whatever there might be, which for a European model, to be honest, is 
is a lot newer than, than the US models. Generally, the stadiums over here are all loads, loads older. Uh, so they've never really built with that in mind specifically. So, you know, they want to give their fans this experience. And I think, you know, our conversation was, okay, well, how many fans can you bring to the stadium on a, on a game day or just throughout a week? Because you've told us that you have 400 million fans worldwide. So what if all of those fans, in theory, blue sky thinking, can actually come and explore and interact with and enjoy that space? That's a much, much, much bigger audience. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's all about helping um, the brands connect with their, maybe not even the global audience, but yes, absolutely the global audience, but as well the local the population that can't make it in all the time to the stadium. It's that point of connectivity uh, online in, in the metaverse. Um, and there will be fan zones, um, activations by, by the IP rights holders in these spaces, um, stores um, you know, around, around the side of the stadium where you can buy things that are that appear as NFTs that you can put on your avatar, but also that turn up the next day uh, and land on your doorstep, the physical version also. And I think big picture, maybe going 18 months down the line, perhaps, is being able to finally walk into the stadium sit down in a seat or in a VIP box and watch a live game in 3D in the metaverse. And I think that's, that's the end goal. Amazing. So you can correct me, kind of tell me where I'm going wrong, but I can <laughs> yeah. enter the metaverse and literally inside of the metaverse, walk up to the stadium, go through security for lack of a better term, walk through the concourse and buy a, buy a Jersey in the metaverse, which will tomorrow show up at my door physically and then find my seat and actually watch the game with theoretically, you know, hundred thousand other people. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. Theoretically, maybe if your global audience is 400 million, 400 million people. So, what a cool thing. Yeah. Hmm. How long you, you mentioned 18 months and we're certainly not yeah. going to hold you to a date or like, how long does it take to actually build that out? Um, well, I think it's at the moment, it's a matter of um, the hardware technology. I think for, for that to be built out, it's more, it's, it's not an insignificant amount of time, but it could be eight, six to eight months build time. But actually, I think really it's it's more the hardware at the moment, the hardware technology, which is, um, you know, we've, we've had a few conversations recently with people that are pushing the boundaries in these kind of, I mean, what I mentioned earlier regarding volumetric capture, you are essentially in a, a green screen, but like in a tube green screen, you have about 100 cameras pointed at you, each camera capturing one gigabyte of data every single second. That's a huge lift. So that's how we Volcap and recreate things in the metaverse. Now, um, there are people that are pushing the boundaries now with this technology, which are which use GoPros, which are very which are much more mobile, and they can uh, at the present probably recreate um, a, a football game or a basketball game on a kind of half court level. So that technology is, is evolving and it will be that technology which, which ends up in the stadiums. So um, I think we just need to kind of 
support these hardware developers as much as, as we can as well. That's really important. And what will I need at home in order to really enjoy the experience? So, you know, I think most people will access this space on a, on a desktop or a laptop computer. Um, I think it's roughly 80, 85% of people that do enter these spaces do use a desktop or a laptop. However, uh, it will be possible to use um, something like a, an Oculus, Oculus 2 from, from Meta. That would obviously provide a much richer immersive environment than, than, than a desktop. So both, both will be options. Ultimately. Are we going to see big advances in this hardware technology as, as consumers as well, do you think? Or is that? Yeah, I think, I think I, I, there are definitely things around the corner been out there. I, I think the, the Oculus at the moment it's, could, could, could do with being a bit lighter. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think as, as is the trend with a lot of things, they, they try to make them, they start off big and then people shrink them as time passes. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, for yeah, sure. I think they'll get, they'll get sleeper, they'll get more streamlined for sure. Yeah, super exciting. So how do you break up your day? You're obviously spreading the word about it, having conversations yeah. like this, and then you yeah. are making brand deals, but how 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 does your time get spent usually? Um, how does my time get spent usually? That's a great question. So normally <laughs> with if if I'm if I'm looking ahead to the next week. It doesn't look too bad, but on but, but when I uh, log on on the Monday morning, it's rammed. Uh, it's completely packed out. Um, so it's a it's a mixture of, you know, we are we're a startup. You know, we're not we're not we're not a huge Goliath of a, of a company. So as as a as a founder or co founder, you know, we we have to kind of do a little bit of everything. Um, you know, dip, dip into the discords and the marketing and stuff like that, but also you know, I mean, the, the legal bits that we need to deal with, uh, the the accounting, the the fiat accounting, the crypto accounting, the all that all that side of things, um, as well as you know, fitting in all, all these all these other meetings and um, around the the IP, um, around kind of um, the you know the, the PFP project and uh, the development of the site, the, the, the website sportsicon.com. Um, is a flow based site so it is based on flow we are actually backed by dapper labs and roham as well separately um as well as kind of a, a myriad of other kind of really cool investors such as jeffrey katzenberg and uh, chad hurley of youtube um etc naz the rapper i was very excited about Naz, to be honest so, so, um, so yeah, it's, it really is kind of a mixed bag of everything, trying to keep track of uh, on top of everything, everything pointing in the right direction, uh, but still finding the time to connect with these with these rights holders um, and keep keep the conversations going. Really, um, we've recently been over at um, NFT NYC, uh, so we had some kind of great meetings um, around the event there um, with. Uh, investors and people that have already invested um, and kind of potential future collaborators. And Chris was also, Chris, the co-founder was also on stage uh, during on one of the panels. So, so that's kind of, that's great to kind of get our, get on our brand out there a bit more as well. Yeah. Keeping all the plates spinning. Does any of that make any sense, George? Some of it did. 
(laughs) You know, I I think that a lot of folks who listen to the show are are entrepreneurial minded. And uh, so they totally get it. You've got uh, got to keep everything. The the day the day always starts with with a dog walk and it always ends with a dog walk. So, you know, you've got to get that fresh air as well. There you go. I love it. Well, Lexi, the people are ready for that difference making tip. What do you have for them? The difference making tip that I have is it's actually kind of, I think it's, well, it's it's definitely not uh, actually crypto related, but it is kind of community and people related and it's be multilingual because you'll be able to go and uh, experience so much more of the world and interact with so many more people if you can speak more than one language. Well, I think that that is great stuff. That definitely gets it. Come on. Lexi, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? Um, how can they engage with Sports Icon and the, and the new metaverse? Yep. Uh, so uh, sportsicon.com uh, is the platform. The metaverse is at sportsmetaverse.co. Um, we are at Sports Icon on Twitter. And the land sale is going to be on the 14th of July. So just around the corner. We have, um, we've got a heavily oversubscribed whitelist. Um, it's up to about 15,000 people at the moment. Um, so we are all very excited, working very, very hard towards, uh, towards that, that finish. It's not even the finish line, but the halfway line, I suppose, of the, uh, the land sale on the 14th of July. Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Lex your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to sportsicon.com, S-P-O-R-T-S-I-C-O-N.com. Then go to sportsmetaverse.co and check out all the details of what they've got going on and um, see if you can get on that list and and. Take advantage of this uh, super cool and exciting new offering and brave, brave new world. Thanks again, Alexi. Thank you, George. Take care. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We're all in this together.